I guarantee you, no more music by the suckers. No more music by the suckers. No more music by the suckers. Yo, man, what do he mean by suckers, man? Yo, he only trying to put a black eye in the game. But yo, we gonna let you put a black eye in the game, boy. You know what I'm saying? Come to the payoff. Welcome. This is New Taku, where we talk things anime and manga. We're not experts or gatekeepers. We're just fans trying to share our love with you. Feel free to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast or email us questions and requests at NewTaku2019 at gmail.com. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and please subscribe and share. I'm Jim. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Frank. Frank's not here this week. So Flavor's about to go solo. I think Frank is off. He's been running a lot recently. He's been trying to get healthy. And I heard he got a deadly case of athlete's feet. Not just one foot, feet. So we'll see what happens. We wish him a recovery from his deadly case of athlete's feet. Usually we start off with a how was your week? And I asked Frank, how was your week? But he's not here. So now I have to strangely ask myself how my week was. That's the bizarre thing about recording alone in my room with my cats. The ego involved with having to talk to yourself in a room is pretty big. And mine's pretty big. So I finally took a ride to H Mart. If you aren't familiar with what H-Mart is, it's a Korean supermarket chain. There aren't any in Philadelphia proper. Mind you, I'm located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So I had to drive to Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And that place is absolute heaven. All the veggies, all the fish, all the condiments. I absolutely love it. I think I'm going to go back today. I'm going to make yakisoba, which is like fried noodles, or pork miso soup. I have it up for a vote on my personal Instagram page, so uh, go ahead there. Why don't you go follow me on Instagram? It's at Jimmy, L-A-R-D-A-N-I, and I'm going to post my recipe once I start cooking. People are voting. Right now, I think it's 50-50. Also, my recipe for chanko nabe, which is like a big pot of sumo stew. It's pinned to my home screen there. You can go check it out. I'm not afraid. In some terrifying news, Philadelphia has announced that they are going to allow indoor dining on September 8th. It's absolutely terrifying. At the bar, we're not doing the inside thing. We're just outside all the time. And we're closed Mondays because I want a day off because I'm going to be there six days a week. I went from not working at all to complaining that I work three days a week to now I'm working six days a week. So all that moaning about not working is coming back to haunt me. This is usually where I would say, hey, Frank, I got to take a drink, but I'm going to take a drink and you're going to have to listen to me. Sorry about that. 
delicious. A little green tea from the H Mart. Speaking of terrifying, uh, or spooky stuff, I should say, I started watching Lovecraft Country, which I said I would watch last week. Uh, Mind you, I'm only one episode in, and since we record on Mondays, I'm always going to be an episode behind because I do watch it with my wife. I have to wait for her to get done work. Unlike me, she's actually working. Uh, My first thoughts are, it's a very good story. I'm very into it. Bad CGI, man. I am a devout Lovecraftian, and I'm assuming that these monsters are supposed to be Shogoths, and they just don't look the way I imagine them. I imagine them more like shapeless, you know, lots of eyes. They did have lots of eyes, but they're all on their forehead. They kind of remind me of the vampires from one of the Blade movies that have like a projectile penis that they bite people with. That's what it is, right? like alien but a penis instead in their mouth but i mean i'm i like the story enough that i'm going to enjoy lovecraft country i have a feeling and they're going to make it just creepy enough i guess but come on cgi i hate cgi like that i like prosthetics i like you know when the alien films when the xenomorph was like a dude in the suit it was creepy when it became cgi dog alien in alien 3 not so cool stick with prosthetics All right, so we got some news. Last week we talked about uh, some news items that I'd like to give some thoughts on because I stewed on this for a little bit. Uh, We talked about DC's, well, it's not DC's decision. They're under the blanket of WarnerMedia. WarnerMedia is cutting costs. DC had a lot of their editors get let go. And as we learned last week, you listen to last week's episode, Frank Talk went into it because he's our comic book guy. He works in the comic book industry. Um, they seem to be streamlining. They're going to streamline, and they're going to go mostly digital. And as I thought about this, and I had mentioned this about my nephew, who is four, but his sister, who is nine or ten, he's five, nine or ten, they're five years apart. But most young people under a certain age, I would guess like 20 years old, do everything digitally. So it seems like, most people that would be upset with this decision are older collectors. And we've discussed before on other things where you have to adapt and go after a younger audience or your audience ages. You have to hook people when they're young. I always use the heroin analogy. Give them a little taste and then get them in. Hook them. Hook them young. And I just applaud this decision strictly from DC's attempt to appeal to younger audiences. And now to go on to the collector's aspect of it, and I see why collectors are upset, but from DC's perspective, and I'm going to use this an analogy that goes towards my business. Once DC sells their product, product, say they sell a subscription for, I don't know, $5.99, you can read all the DC. They got their money. They don't care what happens afterwards. So if it's digital, it's cheaper for them. They keep more of that six bucks or whatever it is a month. Who cares how much people read? So if I sell a beer, say, in the bar, should I care if someone decides to pour it in the toilet or resell it outside for a higher price? I already made my money. Goodbye. I don't care. I made my profit. I think angry shop owners are being squeezed out of the market that they actually created. They create the aftermarket. They've created exorbitant prices. 
uh, a friend of mine, longtime friend of mine. He is a, uh, I guess it's, I guess you would call him a junk dealer. I don't know what he does. He buys things, antiques. We'll call him antiques. He buys things at, um, you know, yard sales and junk dealerships, and he pays a certain amount for them, usually a low price, and then he sells for profit. He doesn't sell it by what some market says it's worth. He sells it the smart way, which is to make money. That's why you see a lot of antique shops that have things that never move. His, I'm going to use antique shop, quote unquote, he's constantly selling out of stuff because he sells it to make a profit. He doesn't sell it because his ego tells him he has to get a certain amount. I got to say that uh, shop owners need to come up with a plan sooner. They're going to have piles and piles of Beanie Babies that nobody wants laying around. And as this global pandemic has taught me, no business, including the bar business, is immune from recession or like eventually disappearing. Another topic from last week that we talked about is the creation of a YouTube channel by multiple publishers and studios in Japan. And Katakawa and Toei are the biggest names involved. Uh, the YouTube channel's plan is they plan to have it up and running by 2022. And it made me think, does this mean the end of streaming services like Crunchyroll and Funimation? Because now, for example, like Katakawa can put their own products on YouTube and gain worldwide viewerships without selling their license. I mean, at least I think that's how it works. They're making money, I would, I, you know, from what I know, Crunchyroll pays a company for exclusive rights. And then they get it for a certain amount of time. And sure, it's a time period. So they would be able to control their market, I guess control their price. I don't know how YouTube uh, TV, like pay YouTube works, because I'll never pay for YouTube. I'll sit through 20 ads. And then they get to market it to whoever they want to. It seems like win-win for them, but it does raise the question, like, will we never see Crunchyroll again? Like, will it go away in 2022? Or will they just lose huge... Shows. I mean, right now you see them producing their own shows. Uh, the God of High School this season, um, uh, Tower of God last season. So, are they going to just start working into making their own shows? And I got to say, both of those shows were pretty good. So, I don't know. Questions. I wish Frank was here to discuss it with me. All right, from the uh, the disgusting corner of anime and manga. So we talked about Act Age last week. Um, the manga was canceled. So Shiro Uzazaki, she's the artist for Act Age. Uh, she made a statement about the cancellation uh, since its arrest. And if you don't know, you can listen back or look it up. But uh, the writer, Tatsuya Matsui, Matsuki, pardon me, uh, was arrested for groping two underage girls Where when he was arrested and presented with the evidence. He basically said, yeah, yeah, that's me. I have no, I have no argument against it. So Uzaki-san, the artist, she expressed her sympathy for the victims, um, who she said bravely spoke up about an incident despite their shock and fear. That's a quote. And Uzaki elaborated that no one naturally recovers from sexual assault. And even seeing a person similar in dress and appearance to the assailant may trigger victims to respond in specific ways. A classic PTSD type thing. Uh, Usazaki mentioned that they do not want Act Age manga to be a work that triggers similar reactions from the victims, and so considered the cancellation of the manga to be appropriate. While Usazaki also regretted having the 
end of the manga happened midway. She urged fans not to harass or blame the victims. Victim blaming people. She uh, added that she sympathizes with the fans of the manga or those who found purpose in manga in general as she was one of those saved by manga. I think a lot of people can say that. They've read or watched or seen something and they were in a dark place in their life and it pulled them out. But she cautioned and pleaded against readers using that love for the wrong purpose of inciting violence and instead urged fans to think clearly, consider various viewpoints, deny information that has no basis in fact, huh, and always consider what should and should not be said. So think things through before you act. Don't be angry at the people who are the victims. It's not their fault. Blame the writer. Throw poop at his house. I didn't tell you to do that. Usazaki concluded with her hopes that the victims receive the proper care and live peaceful lives without ever having to think about the incident again. Good luck with that. That's not how that type of stuff works. Assassination Classroom is coming to Toonami. Exciting stuff. I've watched Assassination Classroom. It is a big hit with uh, fans of the show, many fans of the show. Uh, I've watched it at the bar, though, sadly. I'll have to sit down and watch it with sound one of these days. But it's very entertaining. Um, so it's going to start on August 29th. It's going to be English dub. And 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be followed by Clo- uh, Black Clover at 1.30 a.m. So uh, exciting stuff for people who love Assassination Classroom or people who are looking for a new property to watch um the 51st seiyun sci-fi awards happened uh the 59th japan science fiction convention revealed the winners on last saturday this past saturday and of what won one of the shows won best media award i'll go through it so the winner for best media was astra lost in space which was the show that we watched that we enjoyed the other nominees were Hello World, which was a film, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which, oh, that stunk, Promare, that's a great film, Weathering With You, saw that, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, it's a video game, Fly Me to Saitama, live action film, and Shinkansen Henkai Robo Shinkalion, Mirai Kara Shinsoku no Alpha X, which was a film. There's your winner. Up for Best Comic. I believe the winner of Best Comic was Batman Ninja. I believe it was Batman Ninja. So, good stuff out of Japan. New stuff. Go check out Astro Lost in Space. It's very good. And the manga is very good, too. This week, I watched. I don't know what Frank did. Frank's nursing his athlete's foot. I watched the 1988 OVA which stands for Original Video Animation. It's basically direct-to-video, which in the United States, you hear direct-to-video and you think, oh man, it's a death sentence, or it's a sci-fi original. But it's not. In Japan, it, it isn't. If it goes direct-to-video, it usually had, there's still a market for hard copies in uh, discs. So we watched, or I watched, Demon City Shinjuku, or Makai Toshi Shinjuku. Streaming on High Dive, they announced it last week. Uh, the length is one hour and 19 minutes. The studio is Madhouse. They did One Punch Man Season 1. 
and directed by Yoshiaki Kawajiri, who did uh, one of my favorites, Ninja Scroll. The source is a novel by Hideyuki Kikuchi, the writer of Vampire Hunter D. And now for your genres. Adventure, horror, romance, shonen. Shonen is a marketing term used to describe stories for a young male audience, usually battle-oriented. And supernatural, which means spooky and ghosts. So your synopsis, as provided by some website. Kyoya's father was a great warrior, killed at the hands of the diabolic psychic Rebira, who has great David Bowie hair, who has now opened a portal to hell in the city of Shinjuku. It falls to Kyoya to finish what his father started and battle his way through demons while protecting a young woman from harm. The only problem is that he's not exactly your classic hero type, and his powers are still latent. By classic hero type, the first scene in the film, he slaps a woman's ass when we see him. I don't even know if it's his name in here. Yeah, Kyoya. Kyoya is his name. Yeah, he slaps a girl's ass. She's the waitress at a diner. She's very attractive. I wish she was more in the story, and she had this like, sweet side 80s ponytail. It's pretty rad with like barrettes in it. Okay, so at first, you're, he gets this calling to go to a demon city. And he has to save the uh, president of the world, I believe. He's the president of the world by his daughter. His daughter comes to him because he has this power from his father. He uses a sword, Genpo, and he uses a wooden sword to to fight. Um, And at first I thought like this demon city was like a metaphorical demon city or maybe like it was an invisible passage into the demon world. No, it's literal. Shinjuku is all fucked up. It's collapsing. There's people that live there. Like, why wouldn't you move out? One nice touch that I liked was that the stoplights and, you know, like the red lights, the traffic lights were all on stop. Don't go in. Stop. Like, even even the traffic knows not to go there. But people are just hanging out, living there. Good times. I think there's a, there's like an uh, udon or cart. And he go the girl Sayaka. She goes because she goes in alone at first. She goes in and she goes. Excuse me, Sumi Masen. Uh, do you know the way to go see uh, Rebi Ra? And the one guy's like, Yeah, I do. But I think they're cooking what looks like animal bones in, in like a vat. And of course, that leads to a an attempted rape scene. Um, and there's a screaming mohawk guy trope that tries to rape her. And in the scene, she ha- Sayaka, she gets her shirt ripped, of course. Her pink dress, it gets ripped. And then she gets saved because Kyoya shows up with his glowing uh, sword, his wooden sword. And then her shirt magically just fixes. She's <laughs> Her clothes are back to normal. Um, there's lots of pet death in this film. We see a cat get ripped apart by tentacles. Uh, we see a two-headed dog whose name escapes me. Uh, he dies, and we get to see his exposed ribs. A lot of pet death. I'm going to take another sip. Delicious. Uh, they run into a kid who is riding around on wheelies, little sneakers with wheels on them, and he's just whipping around. He's got He has grenades. He can blow stuff up with grenades, and he helps them out. He takes them to a place where they have to rest. They go to this love hotel. 
if you're unfamiliar with love hotels, love hotels in Japan are basically like you pay by the hour to go bang. Which I regret I didn't do while I was over there. I had the opportunity, but I didn't do it. But I got to ask, in Demon City Shinjuku, a place run overrun with demons that people decide to still live there. One, who's even thinking about getting laid? So the rape guys, get out of here. Two, who's cleaning the sheets? And all Sayaka keeps saying is how beautiful. She's never stayed in a room as nice as that. It's like a clamshell with a lamp that looks like a pearl and it has coral in the background. It's ridiculous. So there's like various different demons that show up. There's one that's like a, a spider, which he was kind of lame, but he could like phase through walls and stuff. But there was a really cool like uh, lady that tries to get with Dr. Mephisto, who we meet. This guy, Mephisto. He kind of looks like Vampire Hunter D if Vampire Hunter D's accoutrement was all red. Um, so she's like she's trying to seduce him and he he turned she turns into it like a snake with snake arms. And she had a real cool rad 80s perm. It's real long. And she gets spit acid. She was pretty rad. And he kills her by dumping water down her throat and having a, the reaction to the acid and she blows up. And the whole point of this is that they're trying to get to Rebi Ra, the big the big villain. And they have to reach Shinjuku Station Westgate. And I can attest, being in Shinjuku Station, that it is absolutely impossible to navigate. It took me a full week to figure out how to use Shinjuku Station. I think there's people that like died in there that are still lost. Uh, some characters, Dr. Mephisto was really cool. Uh, like I said, he looked like Vampire Hunter D. He looked like D. And uh, but he was all red, but he's completely unexplained. And a lot in this movie is completely unexplained. And it seems very thrown together. And then we get a climax and we get a battle and it's all over. Then it's over and sunny skies and Shinjuku is still fucked. It's still wrecked. There's like buildings leaning against each other, like like dominoes falling over. There's a it fell. It sank into the earth. So there's it's like in a crater now. The end. Uh, my Nutaku ranking. Uh, I'm going to say this was Mox. It was very middle of the road. This was a very cool looking film. The animation was amazing. Uh, the character design was cool. But the story was, at times, was very boring. I, I, It's like, for a show about demons, it was boring as hell. It seemed like separate, it almost seemed like separate episodes of a series just taken and glued together into like this pastiche of a film. It's like a mosaic that represents a film. Yeah, it was one great. Uh, it is available on High Dive. Uh, if you are into retro stuff, 1988, uh, go check it out. But then again, you can go check out a lot of really cool stuff that isn't as boring as this film. One good positive is that it's an hour and 19 minutes. So if you got an hour and 19 minutes to spare and you're into uh, a lot of 80s fashion, then this might be the thing for you. Uh, but for me, very middle of the road. Mox, Midnight of Cold Civil Servants. The most anime anime to ever anime. This is right along with it. So there we go. That was my solo attempt at a podcast. Did I speak too fast? Was I too quiet? Was I too loud? Did I drink too much green tea? These are all questions that I'll leave to you. If you ever have questions, you know how to reach out with us. So on that note... Thanks for joining us this week. Once again, please share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NutakuCast. So this question is show requests. Our email is nutaku2019 at gmail.com. 
and we'll talk about all of them on the air. Let us know what manga you're reading. I'm really interested because our manga episode was really good and we had a lot of fun talking about all the books we're reading. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify, and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. And please subscribe and share. And until next time, I am Jim. And do your best. Ganbate.